What do artificial limbs, memory foam, and smartphones have in common? Welcome to the Transformative Healthcare Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Chobatar. I serve as publisher and editor-in-chief of Advent Health Press. We're trying something new with this podcast series. Usually we create podcasts after a book is released, but this time we're going to share the book's concepts as a work in progress before they're published. Our authors are Dr. Jeffrey Kuhlman, Senior Vice President and Chief Quality and Safety Officer for Advent Health Orlando. His co-author, Daniel Peach, is Director of Clinical Transformation at Advent Health Orlando. The podcast today is entitled, The Third Reward from Transformation. Now let's join Jeffrey Kuhlman and Daniel Peach as they discuss the U.S. space program, President John F. Kennedy, and moonshot opportunities in healthcare. In May of 1962, President John F. Kennedy told the world that the United States would do the unthinkable, that we would send a man to the moon land on the moon and bring him back safely by the end of the decade. In his speech, the president also spoke of other possible outgrowths from the space exploration programs, unexpected innovations that included weather satellites and better worldwide communication system. It turns out that was the tip of the iceberg. There were many more unexpected innovations along the way, like robotics, artificial limbs, smoke detectors, wireless headsets, memory foam, tang, (laughs) satellite television, and even smartphones, the technology uh, for that. Uh, Those were all tangible benefits, um, but even more transformational was the non-tangible benefits. The commitment of the American people to the space mission unified all Americans, uh, Americans from diverse backgrounds, not just the ones uh, calculating the math um, for the space launch, um, but all across America in hundreds of thousands of Americans working directly on the project, but also uh, gave Americans the central purpose of uh, commitment to doing the unthinkable. There was the desire, which there's been throughout history, of to be innovators, to be frontiersmen. Uh, First, it was conquering the ocean, uh, crossing the oceans to come to uh, um, uncharted uh, land. Uh, Then it was the west, going from the eastern seaboard, uh, crossing through diverse landscape, and and, um, moving from sea to shining sea. John F. Kennedy resurrected that same American spirit around space exploration. At President Kennedy's inauguration, a bitter cold day in January of 1961, there was a 13-year-old boy whose father had brought him to the inauguration and from his home in Tacoma Park, Maryland. So that youth um, grew up to be uh, the chief clinical officer for our uh, healthcare system. Uh, Dr. Moorhead had the vision to say, we need to have our own moonshot opportunity in healthcare. So 50 years after uh, President Kennedy's speech, maybe a little less dramatic, 
is uh, <laughs> Dr. Moorhead passed on to you and I uh, the moonshop opportunity, the freedom to explore change in how we deliver patient care. None of us, I think, knew the significance of what was about to happen. No, and I, and I think as, as part of what came out of that, it, it was a huge step in in attempting to save lives and money. Our, our team has has been able to develop, and, and because of that, we've had innovations that have come out that can, that can and have been applied into other areas of the healthcare within our system. There are a list of our moonshots that, that have come out of it, but, I mean, one of the, the prime ones to start with was the the discharge button that, that we've had, which has, has helped to improve the care navigation in the hospitals. The, the sound, something that sounds so inconsequential but has made such a huge change, the ability for an ED doctor to, to push a button that, that gets someone who specialises in connecting a patient with their aftercare to know that when we finish the care within the house, there is the ability for that to be continued and making sure that, as best we can, that that patient is connected with someone on the, the outside of our walls that will continue that care and to keep that patient healthy and ongoing with their treatment. Massive step because that helped to, to pave the way for, for all of the pathways as they come out and the ability to just be confident as an ED doctor or as a, or as a nurse to know that that patient is getting continuation of care to have a, a callback number for that patient that again connects that if you leave in the early hours of the morning and you haven't been seen by the care navigator to help place you for that, that next stage of your healthcare, then we, we have a team that will follow up. They'll phone you at home. They'll phone you at the, the number that you've given them. Or the patient can call that hotline number and get the follow-up testing that if they needed that. Absolutely. And, and to make it a, a two-way street, it's, it's empowering the patient to take care of themselves as well, to be able to come back and, and have that two-way conversation with someone that will help connect that care up. To look at the, the innovation that we've brought in with not one of the, the big star um, conditions, but patients coming in with dental pain and speaking to not just our doctors, but our patients and where the patients go to afterwards. So to dentists and orthodontists that, okay, what happens with these patients? I mean, it was, it was strange to me when I first came here that um, we saw a lot of patients that were coming into the ED with dental pain and why are we not doing anything with it? And then I was informed that the eyes and the teeth are not part of the body in America. And so it's sort of then, yeah, okay, I get it. The insurances are broken up and they do different things for different places. But the patient would present with dental pain and that'd be sent out to connect or, with their own dentist. Or, or the doctor would admit them to the hospital because... Um, that was the only way they had to get them the antibiotics for their periodontal abscess, their infection near the tooth, or they would send an inappropriate consult to someone that had DDS after their name, but was actually an oral surgeon, yeah. that that's actually not part of their scope of care. They can yank out the teeth, but they... Um, they don't have a dental chair to, to drill into the uh, abscess. No, and, and being able to connect that, that we're not just 
sending the patient on to be drilled for the tooth to be filled, whatever else, but to actually prepare that patient for that next stage of their health. So connecting those antibiotics that we can we can allow, not just write a script for the patient to maybe go to one of the, the pharmacists to pick up the medication, but to physically leave with some of that medication to help that process to start that gives the opportunity for the dentist to be able to treat that patient and to drill the tooth. But but So that doesn't sound like rocket science. No. But it's actually a hard and fast, tangible benefit of, through the algorithm, the patient actually gets a three-day supply of antibiotics yep. that will take the infection away from their, their um, periodontal abscess, and they will get a hard and fast appointment with a dentist who is in the community that is standing by to take care of uh, the demographic of the, 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 the pay status that they have. And the intangible benefit of the oral surgeon not getting called about an abscess that's, that's not drainable or that's less than one centimeter is irremeasurable. And it's it goes with the whole philosophy of right right patient, right place, right time, and helps that continuation. And, and that, that helped pave the way for um, the use of those patients with low limb DVTs, that being able to give them medication to leave with. So if the patient has an issue, rather than them having to stay in to be given the right medication to help combat the issue with their deep vein thrombosis. Yeah, here's your starter kit, and here's your appointment with the follow-up doctor who will continue the, the therapy. Absolutely. Uh, and to, to extend that healthcare beyond our, the walls of the, the hospital and to have a living process that's there that, that keeps that continuation, that joins the dots for those patients. One of the other tangible benefits was we found that every doctor had a smartphone in their pocket and they could pull it out and they could do the QR reader. And if we put the, the algorithm, um, if we just put like the word sepsis or chest pain or syncope and would put one of the QR codes next to it, the doctor could just scan that and magically, um, either with their phone or with their laptop that they're using or with a scanner device, and it would put the algorithm in front of them and it would also put the forms that would be pre-populated um, that they could fill out. And the other side of that as well is that we look at, we, we've said that data is important used in the right way. And part of that is with those patients that 80% will, the, the doctor will follow that pathway. Of that 20% won't follow it. And, and 80% of that is for good reason. And finding out what that reason is, is hugely important. So rather than having pen and paper in a busy workflow to have to scratch out, why did you deviate from that pathway? Give us the information so we can feed it back in to be able to utilize a QR code, a method of being able to connect up immediately to be able to type in there, this is the reason we, we've, we moved away from the pathway with this particular patient and sending that and being able to get that to a central point where that can be analyzed immediately and to keep the pathway moving forward to be able to understand, hang on, we need to change it to be able to, because we're seeing that this works better for patients. It's not that 200 year cycle of medicine will change when we write another book and have 50,000 papers that come out. It's now alive. We can get the immediate feedback and we can bring that into the patient care and we can measure it, we can recirculate it, we can get opinions and we can then do the background data, not instantaneously, but very quickly compared to the old methods and yeah. the purposes. So it's a way to bring a new technology, the QR code, into healthcare and use it in a 
patient privacy way. Absolutely. And even if we look outside of that, that the development that comes up in the moonshots for uh, the heart score, the head score, um, interlinking the new score into the system. And these are all scoring processes that are there to help improve the functionality and to be able to focus the mind, body and spirit of the doctors and nursing staff. But it, it brings in something that hadn't been considered before. Another innovation that came from, uh, from the moonshot is if there's an advanced imaging test that only had been ordered in the observation unit or the inpatient, well, why couldn't it be used and ordered by the emergency medicine physician that, that gets that evaluation done hours before? So the, the transformative methodology identifies the barriers. Well, it's actually not on the order set that an emergency medicine physician can order. So it's creating that um, option for them to order. And then also it, well, we don't have the medication for that procedure near the emergency department or in the imaging department. It was only in observation. So it, it, it forces or leads to changes to improve the patient care and the safe, effective, efficient, uh, timely, patient-centered uh, care that defines quality. And, and these are all the, the niggly things that are the major barriers. These are the things that we've seen in the past have stopped the progress, have stopped you being able to bring that, that care that's necessary for the patient. And they become frustrating to people. And by taking the pathway, it gives you the framework of being able to identify those barriers and to take a lead in doing something about them. Um, it's like Tang, it wouldn't have been invented unless there was a reason for it. Yeah. And it's the same with these. You're able to highlight where the particular issues are and come up with a solution. And if we have a barrier that we can't surmount, then we'll take a different route. Do we need to develop something else to be able to, to help support it and to be able to put systems, recognitions, technology if necessary in there to be able to help support it and to make sure that we drive the people and we don't we drive the people to the technology and not the technology to the people yeah and more important than all the tangible lists that go on and on is um, the intangible so unifying diverse professionals into a common purpose and that common purpose of taking the high road of the righteous path what is the um, the right cure for the right patient at the right time with the right venue and the right disposition? And appealing to the sense of purpose, and that that goes back to the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. And I, uh, you're you're right that 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 drive has has allowed us to innovate. Um, and to utilize all of those thought processes and to take a synthetic approach and, and to give that, that full purpose and not just to drive the technology for the sake of technology's sake, is to give meaning and to give thought to, to every single patient that comes through. So when we took the clinical results of saving uh, thousands of lives, saving millions of dollars, a list of moonshot innovations and intangible benefits and we presented those discussed those with the um, 13 year old boy that had gone down and and uh, heard john f kennedy's uh ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country speech 
50 years later, the um, chief clinical officer, after reviewing the results, basically said, wow, I wasn't expecting this kind of success. And the freedom and the trust is probably the most important moonshot of all. It's to be creative and it's to the ability to transform healthcare, not just in America, but for all of humanity. That concludes this episode of Transformative Healthcare, a limited edition 14-part podcast series. I've been your host, Todd Chobatar. To discover other great resources to help you feel whole in mind, body, and spirit, please visit us at adventhealthpress.com. While you're there, remember to sign up for our free newsletter that includes healthy living tips, leadership wisdom, and regular giveaways. Tune in for our next episode where Jeffrey Kuhlman and Daniel Peach will be discussing earthquakes, empowerment, and chefs versus scientists. Thanks for joining us.